yeah. Greetings, my excellent friends, and welcome back to the San Dimas School of Film Podcast. Join us on join us on our most excellent adventure through time as we discuss all genres of film. My name's Tim. With me, as always, in the booth is well, not well, okay, it's not always. <laughs> we got Jules and Brad Woo! here. We have no Al. Woo! Al's lost in the circuits of time, well, unfortunately. Today, I, w- I so. wasn't wooing that Al wasn't here. I was just you were just yeah, you're letting, just your, letting yourself be known. How totally. are you, Jules? Good mate. How well, about yourself? Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Ah, oh, it's good to be back, boys. Oh, Thank it's you. good to have you back. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. We are back in the library. I feel yeah, like I'm slain. back in my like safety cocoon of this chair. <laughs> awesome. I feel not, so uh, feel so exposed. Not sitting on a volcano or something like that. Yeah. Um, we have a listener request today. So Ooh. last episode we spoke that Ryan um, Sil- Silwinski, excuse me for the pronunciation there, um, he's requested a film. He's taking us through the circuits of time to 1993. Is that correct? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> so watch the action film Falling Down. So action, reckon, action film. I, well, action I, thriller let, drama. I think it is. I would. Wow. I think it's action first and foremost, isn't it? Really. I don't know. Well, man. let's let's chat. Let's chat oh, about oh, it. Let's yeah. hit the, let's hit the oh, booth yeah. first, and then we'll get onto it. Gentlemen, we're history. Cha. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was straight into it. Like, I don't know if it is an action film. There's like, a lot there, of, is, there is a lot of action in it. Is there? There's a bit of action. There's some explosions and shooting and... Oh, I suppose. But I mean, like, you compare it to like... There's uh, running. There's a lot of running. Compare it to like, like you know, action <laughs> films like Die Hard, right? Like that, Die Hard to me action is action could film. Action can be a very broad... Like, it could be an action drama. Could True. be an action thriller. It is an action thriller drama, I think. The, well, the, yeah, action. correct. All right, so, all right. So, um, well, be- look, we're in '93, so let's let's, oh, let's do yeah. that. Let's do that Woo. first, yeah. and then and then we'll talk about your genres. Definitely. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Well, let's go for <gasps> history with Brad. History with Brad. History with me. History with Brad. <laughs> I'm liking this. Yeah, it's very cool. good. Cool. All right, 93. So we've been here before. Um, so we've done Dazed and Confused and Tombstone in 93. Ah. So I'll keep this brief. Now, one thing I did notice, which is putting my uh, reviewing the aspect ratio mm. of ah. this film, I noticed on the copy that I watched it was in a bizarre aspect ratio. Like it was really, really letterboxed. Like 253 two, to 1? 235 to 1. Hey, damn it. I'm yeah, so close. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> so, I'm so disappointed in myself. So really <laughs> short and long yeah. compared to some of the other films, which made a lot of the scenes a bit weird, especially like more panoramic views. There was a lot of sort of squished up sort of things. Was that right? So hang on. So that, does that mean that there was more black? Top, more enveloped? More, yeah, it's, more, it way is, more yeah, it's wider. Yeah, I did way think wider. it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. And it was just, and I actually noticed that and went, oh, this might actually be something different. And it was. Oh, yeah. um, just uh, so you know, that's actually my favourite aspect ratio. Oh, you, is it because it it's yeah. nice and crisp? Or I, I don't know. No, like, I, 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 like, I just like it because it's ultra wide. I re- There's something I really enjoy, even about a close-up shot, that when it's just wide and I feel like I'm, you know... Getting more of what I would really see. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no, you know, I, like, I get what you mean. Like I find I my, think, my depth of field feels wider than it is. You know what? There's I've always had this. I've always had this weird view when watching movies that 
when it's in that when you get the two black the black on top and bottom yep it just feels nicer than having it go to the edge it feels tidier to me yeah i don't know yes. what it is but yes. it, like it, it, when it goes to the very edge of the screen it's, for example when um just say you watch the dark knight right and uh, there are those scenes there are going. those scenes in IMAX so obviously the, IMAX, yeah. the screen expand well the the overall picture expands when those scenes are on yeah and they just don't look as nice when they go to the very edge of the screen to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. I like it's, a border, I think is what it is. It gives it some definition, maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as you know, when we watched the Dark Knight series at, at my place on my screen, oh, my, do, do my... I remember? Oh, yeah. We had, a, we, had a ba- we had a Batman marathon, uh, Brad, where we watched... Well, it was Begins and Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises yeah, in a row. Yeah, the, the, the trilogy. I think we finished at, what, four in the morning, maybe? Some of that. It was, it, oh. it was loud. It was so good. But... I don't know if you remember. So my <laughs> the way <laughs> the way my projector works is that you can actually zoom it in uh, so that it's it's got a it's got a um when you go to the test pattern when it's zooming it's actually got a two three five to one border so I can actually zoom it in so it fits my screen because my screen is actually two three five to one mm. uh, but then when it goes to the IMAX scenes all of a sudden it's shooting above yeah. the the actual surface the projector surface, and it bothered the hell out of me it was yeah. annoying the crap out of me so anyway. Yeah. Falling down. Yes. So no, we're still we're still <laughs> we're, tra- we're trying bad. to learn history first. We're doing That's, history uh, with children. Hey, this is what happens when you bring up aspect ratios. Oh, well, yeah, I, same. You know what? I thought it was going to be a talking point, and I was right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there you go. Two, three, five to one on this film, which makes it a little bit uh, special. Uh, hour fifty three or one hundred and thirteen. Yes, L. It's one of those. Um, okay. Uh, this was known as uh, Um Dia Furia in Brazil, oh. which I think basically transfer translates to. The Day Tra- of the Furious. Transforms. The Day of the Furious, I think. Or the Day of Fury. Oh. Um, uh, Nuo Puolis in Lithuania. And Prostipad in Slovenia. Frosty... What? Prostipad. Oh, Prostipad. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we've done uh, 93 before, just a quick recap. Waco, uh, first female prime minister in Canada. Oh, yeah. uh, the EU was formed. Ben Johnson was banned for life. Um, from Who? athletics, Ben Johnson, oh, Canadian athlete. What was he banned for? Drugs. Drugs. Drugs, man. Drugs. Drugs. Mm. <laughs> um, which takes us back to our Dazed and Confused episode that we've done in from 93 as well. Um, different drugs, though. Um, <laughs> big flicks of 93 were Jurassic Park, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Fugitive, Schindler's List, wow. and Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Oh. <laughs> you just had to add that on. <laughs> I know, it in there. And I always will, every time we do 93. <laughs> uh, Oscars were Unforgiven, uh, Emma Thompson for uh, Howard's End, and Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Very ah, good. 93. There you Bang. go. That was, that was quick. That was short yeah, and sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, who wants to start us off? I know you, you're, a, you're a fan of this. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of this movie. I actually studied this movie in high school. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, because there, I can there see is why. so much depth. There's a like, lot of layers on this film. Yeah, so I, 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 it was an elective of mine to, to do media and um, mm-hmm. basically had the two movies. So we did 12 months. And we did two movies. We so were you, were you studying it more for how it was made as opposed to the story or? Both. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. just you look at the movie as a whole. We did Psycho and we did Falling Down. Nice. Uh, so I kind of have a, a soft spot in this. Uh, but uh, I, I can't remember most of what I studied, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you do with most school, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I, that, you know, was, was really just blew me away was 
and this is something that when I studied it as well, was the, the we studied the opening scene really in depth and the build-up of tension in the opening scene, like straight That's away. in the traffic jam? This is when he's in the yeah. traffic jam. Straight away, opening scene, the first thing that we get, it's silence and it's just a close-up of his lips and it slowly pulls away and he's got that kind of like trembling breathing. It's kind of like this. <sighs> like he's got that noise to it. Like that's the way he's breathing. And yeah, and all of a sudden you get all these factors, you know, you've got, you know, it, you literally have a situation where every possible thing, regardless of who you are, there is something to make your blood curdle in, in that scene, right? So, for example, you know, like there's a girl directly in front of him just staring at him. You know, mm. there's there's the kids screaming on the bus. There's these adults arguing. You know, there's... The roadworks. The roadworks. And, like, even, even to the point where if you get really in-depth with it, you know, there's this giant American flag on the side of the bus, right? Now, he's obviously, as we, we find out later in the movie... That you know he's been fired from his government job, so but the country. But he's a patriot. He's a patriot. But, but you know he feels like he's been let down by his country. He's been made obsolete. Blah, blah blah. So like you know everything in that scene is driving him crazy to the point where you know he turns the radio off from memory. Like he's he's hot. The air conditioner is not working. He tries to put his window down. The window breaks. Like everything in that scene is this massive buildup. And the fly, that's obviously the worst one. Like, you know, we've all... And it gets stuck. louder and louder really slowly. You can hear... And I think it goes from basically just after they break the silence. Yeah. You can hear it just... They, they slowly turn it up through that scene just every little it's bit. It's there for a long time. Until it's the main thing in there, which is that... And it just it's like trying to find that crazy. mosquito at night. And obviously, like, you know, that... So that... that I, I just find that opening scene unbelievable in the idea that obviously he's a guy who's already super tense, super stressed, and he's in this situation where there are so many factors, even to the point where there's a Garfield doll on the window, and yeah. even that is just staring at him and driving him crazy. And, you know, to the point where he, they do that, one of the, the Jaws pullback camera zooms, I think, from memory. Like, he's sitting in his car. Yeah, it's, it's just like, before It's like the snaps. half and half where, like, the background... Yeah, they... The they, background so they, zooms out and he zooms in. Is I think what? the way they do it is they, they pull the camera back... As they zoom, zoom in, in. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's it's a great moment just to represent him. He's about to snap, and then he finally does. He's like, twink, and he bursts open the door, and you know that's like that him finally popping out of the door and just going, no, nah, I'm leaving. Yeah. Is is the moment where his brain finally snaps? So like that that scene, I just find, you know, the whole the whole they set up the whole movie the whole premise of the movie they set it up in that one scene you know mm. and and it's great mm. because from the get-go you know you hear all you hear is his breath and you know that because he's got that trembling breath and the way he's sitting there and he's just staring blank face straight ahead like you know i mean obviously the movie movie's called falling down so you have an understanding coming into it but you know just that silence and just him breathing and sitting there, you go straight away, you're like, <laughs> this guy's he's under tension, you know? And then obviously the build up throughout this very short scene, you know, like like another movie. Well, you, that spend does the, that. you spend the scene kind of figuring try like wondering which what it's gonna be that's gonna set him off. It kind of, he's like you're like, okay, yeah, everything's yeah. happening, which one is it that's he's gonna go, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I think it's a brilliant scene, you know, like it's one of those scenes that strangely enough I would relate to um the movie Up. Uh, so I haven't right. seen Up. Oh, you haven't seen Up. Okay, so like in Up, they have this opening sequence where 
it's basically the love story. So Up's about an old dude, right? Yeah, I've heard. Oh, the only thing I've heard about Up is that like the first fifteen minutes or so, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like five minutes. It's, it's like five minutes. It's the only watch. Well, well, not watchable, but it's the only really worthwhile. Yeah, and part I've heard. Of that but I've heard that bit yeah. is absolutely because the rest of the movie is relatively average. Really, yeah. Like, yeah, it's not great. I'm not. I'm not going to say whether you know compare the the rest of the movie to to falling down. Like, obviously, it's two completely different <laughs> movies. But what I mean it's by the same that is sort that of you thing. have yeah. you have this scene. It's five minutes long, five to ten minutes long. And, you know, in this amazing scene, it just sets up the rest of the film. And, like, you know, without the the rest of the... Without that scene, you could get you get all the guy's backstory throughout the film, but without that one opening scene... Well, he unravels through he, the film. He like does, you, oh, he we, completely does. His character yeah. unravels to to explain that last scene. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and obviously we find oh, out to, that... Well, I want to, know, to, he's, to attempt to explain that last scene. Yeah, because he's, he's obviously... This guy's been going through some shit. Like, it's so funny because he's in the credits he's referred to as defense. Yeah. Defense. And, uh, defense, yeah. yeah. Which and, is his number plate. Which is his number plate. But his name's actually Bill, Bill or William. Like, they actually say it in the movie, but yeah, they don't yeah. refer to him as that. They just keep well, calling Well, that's him the thing, because I reckon I missed defense. that bit because towards the end, I said to myself, what is this guy's name? And I'm like, oh, I'll wait for the credits. Well, no, they find out his name when they when he realises that the car that they pushed off the road. Yes. So They look that, up the license Is that when they plate. say it? Is yeah, well, they no, find his name because he's, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, who actually says his name? Who's the, They find out his name, who's so the they, actor, get, they get sorry. the number plate. I Robert can't remember du- his Robert name. Duvall. Robert Duvall yeah. says to, the, uh, to his partner, this is the number plate, go find out who he is. Yeah. And yeah. they knock on his mum's door. Yeah. Yes. And they, they're saying, is William do something? Or, oh, I can't remember his last name. But- yeah, is he here? And that's when they, they meet his mum and, and there's lots of bits and pieces. In your, and that's more about this. It, to me, this film is, is brilliant. One, um, the acting in it is sensational. Oh, it's brilliant. And I, I have a massive soft spot for Robert Duvall, and I think this is one of yeah. his better films. Like, even to he's the very likeable, isn't he's he? He's such yeah. a likable guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if he's in real life, but he always plays characters. <laughs> even if they're not good characters and not good people, they're still really likable. He does them really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, even in Days of Thunder, you know, he's, oh, he's, yeah. he's great in that. And what about what about, um, what about uh, Gone in sixty seconds? No, no, no. no? I was thinking Deep Impact. He's pretty likable. <laughs> oh, there you go. Was yeah. it Deep Impact? Yeah, oh, it, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like the, like, he's like the oh, captain no. that's too old. No one wants him on yeah, the mission. Yeah, he's to- he's totally likable. Yeah, but oh, every totally. single person in this film has issues, and there's something mm. they're not coping with. Whether it be them able to, or not that they're not coping with, they've got struggles that they are trying to get through, yeah. whether they are coping with them or not. Mm. So it looks like they have done some serious, serious research into mental health problems mm. about and really tried to tailor those characters around, uh, let's say, you know, I won't say stereotypes, but definite, you know, cases of people that have cracked. Yeah. But definitely. then, and then really sort of gone into depth on, well, what's stuff that, what makes these people crack? Yeah. What are the societal issues? But then, what that these if this was, a, if this was one of these other characters in this film, mm. they would have been able to handle it better. So we've got Robert Duvall's character, who's obviously his wife is. A bit loopy. Is well, she's not handling a situation that happened yeah. a while ago, whereas he is handling that situation. Mm. He's managed to be able to cope with it and get on with life. She obviously hasn't. Um, our main character, Bill, or defense, is obviously gone through a whole heap of stuff in a very short amount of time, mm. and he hasn't been able to cope with the situation, and he's ended up completely unhinged. He yeah. hasn't had any support. People don't understand him, and and I think this is. It's a really well done film because they really scratch through the surface. Mm. And we we get to know this guy. We get to know what his issues are. We get to know what his views are mm. and what his problems are, and that he's just not coping with just 
the, the no, I won't say the simplest things. He's had some huge things. Happen. Oh, absolutely. Marriage is busted up. He's lost, he's his, lost job. his job. But then there's lots of really good things in there too. That later on, when he gets back to the house and and his ex wife and the kid have run away, and he's watching the videos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was always a bit of a dick. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you kind he's kind of like an anti hero through the yeah. movie. You're, you're kind of on board with this guy. Not not a hero. It's like away, you, but... it's like you feel sorry for his plight, but at the same time, you're like, I'm glad he's away from that family. In yes. A sense. Yeah, you, well, yeah, you, yeah. But you don't really find that out until later on because, like, you know, when the cop's questioning the wife, she's like, oh, you know, is he on drugs? No. Is he an alcoholic? No. And like, she's, oh, she's, oh, no, definitely not. Yeah, definitely not on did drugs. You find and the cop's the, like, did you find what? that the cop was, the, like, the cops are just really terrible in that situation? It's almost like I, they I were think just that's like. That's the way they were meant to be portrayed. Yeah. But at the same time, you think about it realistically, like, what can they do? You know, like, they, well, they the do Well, the two guys that come around first seem to be quite thorough and do everything. Yeah. But then it's that same thing that always happens. When she calls again, they send someone else around who knows that this is the second time and the guy hasn't shown up and she's just, like, really nonchalant about the whole thing and she even That's says to her at the end... That's the first cop, though. No, the I, think, guy. I think they're quite thorough because they go right that, through I, the house and suss it out. And, yeah, but I reckon that first cop was victim-blaming like a... Like he's yeah. like, oh, so has he ever gotten violent? She's like, I well, think he's just getting some research. And yeah, but I don't know. Like, I just think that he was, he was like, oh, okay, well, he hasn't but physically he, assaulted you, therefore, well, then nothing what's happened. It's one? like, well, no, nah, that's not how it works. You know, what about like, the second yeah. cop that turns up and it was she, she was definitely she's way like, more. Well, you know, like you know, next time the ballot comes around and it says <laughs> for you know, more, more patrol. Cars. Yeah, she really didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, she's just blaming <laughs> the system. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. Dude, the second time you call, he's not here. What are you wasting my time? But they yeah. needed that though, like that. So there's a part in the movie when uh, Pent, Pent, I don't know if it's Pent, it's a bad part of town too. Like that's like it's, Venice. It's, it's it was a bad part. Of, like I remember the Prentagast and Prentagast. Prentagast is it P R, not Pentagast. It's I, Prenta, I thought it was Prentagast. Prentagast. That will check it out. Um, and and his partner. They mentioned it a couple of times that it was a pretty shady part of town. Well, I, I don't which think is, which maybe explains is. the cops' attitudes, like "Oh, here we go again," or "This yeah. is, is going to be nothing." You know, if no one's murdered, then we don't care. Because there's there's definitely a couple of moments where they're like, "What's a white, you know, what's white shirt and tie doing in gangland?" You know, like he, yeah. he actually says it. But I mean, that that is a, a fair way away from Venice. Look, I've been to Venice. Like when I was in LA, Venice was like it's it's scungy as. Wasn't that far not, though? Like on the map, like he he. It's not like he drove anywhere. Oh, like, uh, LA's big. Yeah, like, I get that. You look at it on a map, like oh no, it's uh, you go. Oh, it's, you think it's Venice? Yeah, look, like, I, you think one suburb, but it's it's big. But it's I'm a, thinking it's a like mega cities. Yeah, yeah, but the way that they portrayed it in the film, it didn't seem like they were that far apart. Yeah, but he is. I mean, he's walking all day. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's True, definitely like he's, it's dinner time by the time he gets there because you know Prendergast is talking about my dry chicken on the table. <laughs> the and that, they say that though, and he did make a lot of stops. So yeah, when they don't, <laughs> when they don't know that he's walking there and he's that guy that's dumped the car, the cops even say, the the, the woman says, yeah the like, second... doesn't take all day to drive here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. So, um, um, I, I mean, yeah. So I mean, without the whole, because obviously they have the two cops go out there, and it's actually really important to the storyline because later on, when Prendergast and whatever he's it the is, female it's, officer, it's Prendergast. Prendergast. What's the female officer's call? What's she called? She's uh, off- Sandra. Sandra, sure. Um, okay, so Prendergast and Sandra, right? They go out there, and he's like, "Oh, you know, let's send." He send like he, he says, "Let's send in the heavy artillery." And she says no. It got denied because they don't want to justify sending another unit out to a to a, a call where the guy hasn't showed up. She actually says that, yeah. and that's why they go out there. That's why he's like, all right, well, we better get going, you know, because he's like, oh, but 
you're right in saying that the cops were really useless because, but I, I think that's kind of one of the points about the whole film. Not to say that in reality, you know, police are useless. It's, 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 it says um, a lot about the day to day of of what their job is because yeah. it's, it's almost like, well, unless something's going down, yeah, we're not interested. And this exactly is the unfortunate right. bit about you know having the police are so thinly spread over everything, mm. and especially cases. Of, you know, you always hear about those dom- domestic violence cases that started off and it's like, oh, we didn't think that there was anything wrong and yeah. you know, someone ends up dead. And and even like Prendergast says that to him at the end mm. in that, that last scene on the pier is just fantastic when like he's just walking up and he's got the popcorn and he's trying to... Oh, what that. an entrance. What that an is, entrance. Yeah, that like, is one of... like I such a good scene. It is. And I was and like, they, he was so cool. In and there's, there's, uh, there's this really great part of that where Michael Douglas is just sensational in this through the whole I just film. love that we've just jumped straight to the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, stand him a standard, But And the bit where where um, Robert DeVille's character's talking to him and he stops and he thinks and he says to him, it's like, hang on, am I the bad guy? Oh, and Robert so just goes, "Yeah, man, you're the bad guy." Yeah, and he's like, and it's and oh, that's when he's he realizes it, everything flashes before his eyes, and he sits there and he goes, "Yep, I am." Mm. And because he says it's like times like this, this is where you've come in. Guys like you have done this. They've killed their wife and kids, and then they've realized it's all too late. There's nothing they can do, and then they turn the gun on themselves. Yeah, and it's like you hear about this all the time. And yeah, this is yeah. this is the tragic part of yeah. this mental illness stuff mm. and people cracking. Mm. That is probably there's warning signs everywhere that everyone just dismisses and thinks. Well, he was always a bit of a dick. He was always a bit aggressive. Mm. He was always this. He was always that. Um, and you know, not noticing that. That that guy's the guy that you know. If he has had a bust up of a marriage, or and he mm. has, you know, lost his job, of which it was obviously a very important job. Mm. Um, yeah, or building missiles. He said the, he yeah, doing. yeah. And it's it's there's so much really good stuff about this film that just might get people talking mm. and having that conversation. Because obviously now, well, what are we? Twenty five years later. Someone, you know, like, yeah. the discussions of mental health has changed drastically mm. from where it was, especially in '93. So even the domestic violence things; these are conversations people have now. Mm. And this was, a, I think, this was a turning point film for this for that mental health things. People, I think this, yeah. this, this may have started people actually having conversations. It actually, it. it took a long, uh, it took a lot of work to actually get it over the line to make it. Like there was a thing I, was I can watching, see why, and they were like, yeah, they were the 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 writer and director were like, oh, I don't know about the director, whoever it was. They they basically said. Yeah, Joel, even Joel Michael Schumacher. Douglas, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like they were ready to and go. I think he's with a it. pretty like he's a pretty well liked uh, director out of this uh, group. So yeah. he's, he's done some stuff with we've been pretty popular. Well, there were, they were yeah, it's like so. getting getting it greenlit by the studios. I think it was the studios, especially it got in '93. Yeah, like especially in '93. You know, people kept saying no because obviously it was it was really dealing with the hard hitting issues. And one other thing I looked into was the fact that like, um, you know, well, actually, it kind of goes hand in hand with it at the end. In that same scene with Prendergast or Robert, Robert Duval, uh, and he says, "Like I did everything they told me to do. Like he tried to follow the system by the book, and it like spat him out. And even him, even the whole story is just him. You know, he he just snaps in his car. And yeah, now he snaps. Now he's not intending to kill anybody. All he wants to do is go home, but he keeps running into these issues on the way home. He's just trying to do everything right. Yeah, but that's the thing. The issue is that the home that he's going to isn't his home." Mm. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, I mean that's obviously the the part and where. And when you snapped. see all the videos later on, he's made, very, very, you know, the reason why they're not together is a good thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Like the scene where she's she's he's forcing her to put the kid on the horse. horse. Yeah, Yeah. man. Um, But obviously, it's it's really hard for me to watch. Mm. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know, obviously this movie, you know, you you go okay, so it's obviously a stab at um, you know, you know. It's a it's a stab at a lot of people. This movie. It's not just a stab at like you know. Obviously, we need to be more alert about mental health. It's a stab at the cops. It's a stab at society. It's a stab at the government. You know, this guy's done everything by the book. Well, you know, he's he was it, making missiles. You know, it's for not the just Cold him War falling down. And, like, it's the falling down of the system. It's the absolutely falling down of society. So, mm. And the fact that he is actually walking through that gangland thing that the cops won't go to. It's you know this, yeah. the system's broken down and and things like that and. Have, have either of you guys been to Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I've been to so, Venice too. I don't remember this... it looking like this. But I must say that um, Beth, uh, his ex-wife, yeah. she's living on some prime real estate. Man, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I've been in it. <laughs> what on a that. location. I've been there to that, that spot. On the pier, yeah. Um, yeah. The pier, all along there. Like mm-hmm. We went all through Venice and stuff. And um, like I just remember going, oh, Venice looks really nice. I remember Venice. I don't know what your... Uh, I, I don't remember it being like. dingy at all. Uh, maybe I think there's there is a nice spot further north, but I know like for the further south you go, the shitter it gets. Mm. But but anyway, um, it's uh, I think right near Muscle Beach, it's it's quite yeah. Well, that's quite the bit yeah. that you go to. So yeah. But um, I like I was I remember thinking this is a really good representation of of LA. Like it's just scungy everywhere. Like I just found LA. I don't know how you felt yeah, about it, but I it was just it's a, not nice. It's just a dirty ass city. Like it was just like. I hope there's no people in LA listening right now because I'm well, just. Like, <laughs> we, I was talking about this the other day. So my wife lived in LA when she was a kid, right? Um, but she lived in the much, much, much nicer area mm. and much nicer part of of LA. Mm. And they're the bits that you sort of don't really go to for a tourist because they're gated communities and things like that. So you can't yes. go in there for a start. Mm. So her experience of LA is that it's not that dark, it's not that dingy, it's not that creepy. But that was the the part of it that she was exposed to. Mm. Yeah, it's like so, as soon as you peel back the curtains. It's like ah, it's yeah. rough but as guts. Any, any cities like that, though. Yeah, but I mean, like you compare, like, like I remember, I remember, you know, going into some parts of. Like, you know, I was actually discussing it the other day like, with with you. I think we yeah, were like, talking about Sydney. Like, yeah, we? oh, even Sydney. Like, I find Sydney is very sketchy. <laughs> actually, I was comparing LA to Adelaide. I'm sorry for all our Adelaide listeners, but city scungy as. Um, but no, no. Like what I was saying is that, like, you know, you'd go into these these parks. Yeah, in the middle of suburbia, in the middle of uh, LA. You're t- oh, was wherever. that in San Fran? You were talking? No, yeah. this is in Adelaide as well. Uh, so not in Adelaide, bloody LA. LA, yeah. Adelaide, LA. You know, uh, <laughs> Los Angeles. So, so you know, you'd be in the middle of Los Angeles, in the whether in the inner city or even just slightly on the outer city, or, and you go into a park, and there'd just be like a hundred homeless people just living in the park, and I'm mm. like, wow, this really says a lot about the the different kinds of you know countries or the you know the way. I'm not going to get into it too much because I might stir up some some nasty political talk. Maybe well, I'm not. I'm not looking to get political on it. But it's just like it shows how society is so different between like us in Australia and like over in America. But like anyway, um, the one, I, I just found. Sorry, go. I was going to say the one thing with LA is it doesn't hide it. So a lot of other yeah, cities, so even Melbourne and stuff like that, there is that. It's exactly the same. Those people exist, and there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah. But the city purposely goes out to try and hide these people. Yeah. yeah. LA doesn't. They're, it's in your face. There are I don't areas. think they could if they wanted well, to. Well, exactly. Well, you've got to put. Once again, we're in a mega city now, so we're talking yeah. like you know, there's mm. well, over five hundred thousand people live in LA. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, uh, over, definitely over five hundred thousand. No, it's over ten million. Is <laughs> mega city over ten million? 
Right. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's an official mega city. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. It's so insane. There's the logistics of looking after those people oh. is and and is it's just not possible. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. For the limited resources they have. And this is where this guy has been he's fallen through the gaps. Yeah. Yeah, oh absolutely. I and suppose hit, and by the sounds of it hit his head on every level that he's fallen through to turn him into this mm. mess that he is. Yeah, it's just crazy. And what? unfortunately by the time he cracks it seems like he's too far gone to be saved. Yeah, what is it? Well, he says he goes um with whether it's the same thing, but it's kind of like the he gets to the point of no return. I think after he probably kills oh, he's that dude, but well past the point of no. I think return. I think once you once you shoot up a whammy burger or whatever it's called, like I think that's the point of no return. And but even you know what? Even, even at that st- point, he still didn't realize what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, he's terrified that entire place, terrified them to you know everything. And he still thought he was just in in the right, home. just yeah, just yeah. going home. It's okay, it's all right. Sorry, well, my my the trigger, it's got a, a you know a touchy trigger. Yeah, no man, still holding it, dude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But even to but the it, point, but, you but, can tell where he's starting to crack is that when the guys and the the gang guys come and try and shoot him when he's on the phone. He doesn't flinch. Oh, he doesn't move. No, yeah. but he had Turns cracked around. well before that. Oh, well before that. But like the the um, the Korean guy who owns the, oh, the, the little, little supermarket. supermarket. Yeah. Like that itself is like, dude, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. he didn't even have a gun then. And he, you know, stole his baseball bat and ruined like about a third of his shop mm-hmm. over a Coke. Mm-hmm. You I wonder know, if, and, and, I wonder if 85 I've... cent Coke. I know yeah. that dates the film. Huh? <laughs> oh. I, the first thing I thought was, "Oh, geez, that's cheap. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a cheap Coke right there." And then, but even then, he says, "I'm taking prices back to 1968 or 1965." 65, yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. Now I wonder. I wonder. I was just thinking. Then I'm like, I wonder if he got, he's like, I'm rolling prices back to 1965. I wonder if that's like the last time he was happy. Like I'm like, why did why was he rolling prices prices back to 1965? Do you reckon yeah, there's any? A, well, he would have been a kid. Back yeah, with so. with any with all of the in depth, yeah, well, backhanded you know maybe, little things in this right. movie. Maybe that was the last time he was happy when he was a kid and innocent. Yeah, like and like things. why why nine sixty five? But there's a lot of other things. Mm. So and so this this movie's so well written and so well placed. So when they go to his mum and to his mum's house, and his mum's obviously can't handle him, and because the guy obviously has a very intense personality, yeah, mm. really intense personality, and she can't handle him. She's mm. not strong enough to handle that personality. Uh, Aunt Meg from Twister. It is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there's there's really great camera work in <laughs> setting up... Yeah. <laughs> great film. Twister. In setting up the characters. So you see his dad, who's obviously not around anymore. His dad was a military guy. Yeah. And there's lots of other things. But uh, there's something... I, I, I went back and watched it again. There's lots of sections on the wall where you can see there used to be pictures. I didn't notice that, actually. And I, was seeing, yeah. I thought about it and it's like, are they his wedding photos that are now no longer on the wall? Mm. Mm. So I re- there's, as I said, there's so many well, great layers. This would be a great film to study because... and have the actual writers or the director or someone have the notes there because there was stains on the wall where there'd been pictures that weren't there anymore. Yeah. The only pictures left were pictures of him as a kid and his dad and there were black and white military photos. So she's that, like mm. strategically culled the photos on the yeah. wall. Or he, she, she says to the cops that, I'm not allowed to talk about that because he blames me for it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's that whole Freudian thing of, you know, that it's it's all that, you know, your, your yeah, relationship with your yeah. mother stuff. And this guy's uh, like a complete basket case that needs needed help well before we got to the situation where we yeah. were. Um, and I just, the layers of this film is just sensational. This, this is a See, now, now I'm just sitting here thinking about, I'm like, oh, what's this guy's backstory? See, now, because it was actually the first time. They do that a really I'd good job of trying that. to explain the backstory, though. 
obviously oh, with definitely. not sitting down there and doing flashbacks and stuff like that. They do the flashbacks well through the videos that he watches. Yeah. Oh man, that, but that was really well done. That's the one of the masterful things about this film is the subtlety. Is there is there mm. like one thing that just absolutely drives me crazy about movies is when they just blatantly give you a dumbass backstory. It's like chunk here it is, you know. Like it's there are so many so many movies that are even smart movies today that yeah. do it. And I think like a good example that you really disliked Timmy was the Life of Pi, mm. when there's a scene and I always think of it whenever I think of that movie is that you're like the guy where. You know, like when he has the two stories and then a character specifically has to say, well, which story is true? Oh, that was and Al, like, actually. That oh, was that Al, was. Yeah, Al. And it's yeah, yeah, but I agree with it. It's so dumb, right? Yeah. It's you, like it's people like, oh, with movies these days. Hi, audience. You might want to think about this. Yeah, 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 exactly right. Like, Whereas oh, this movie doesn't do it at all. Like, let's like, figure no, it out. No, no, absolutely not. And like, it seems like that. It seems like that. And I reckon there's, uh, that there's a lot of other bits and pieces um, to the you know, like, even the way he's dressed, like he's he's immaculately dressed. You know, mm. he's got a, a, a properly ironed shirt. His tie's perfect. But even when he, even when he goes GI Joe, he's still very nicely kind yeah. Of presented. Yeah, yeah. yeah like and right up until that point, as I said before, up until that point where Robert Duvall's character makes him realize that he's the bad guy, nothing he has done with all those people that he has just terrified, and even mm. the family. That fam- That was the, that was the, the mo- family is holding that girl's hand. And, and it's sh- the parents and, and- are shitting themselves and a girl shitting themselves and he has no idea what yeah. he's doing. And then he has that realisation when she breaks free. He's like, oh, I wasn't going to hurt you. Like, he's just... Yeah, like, he had, can't- and, and then the guy's going, take me with you instead. And, yeah. Yeah. So, and he's, he doesn't understand. Yeah, he's like, what, what do you think? Doing? I'm going to hurt your family? Like- yeah, and he's like, I'm just trying to get home. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look like that, buddy. This I actually is- think that scene there is the scene where you first find out. And it, it like... I might be wrong, but it's the way I perceive it. Is the it's the first scene where you find out where I like, man, he's actually going to go and kill his family because he, it's when he lets the girl go and he's sitting there, and not it, intentionally, but it would have happened. It would have happened. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's sitting there going, and then you know we'll just be together in the dark, and I'm just like, oh, dude, that's that's, that's morbid. Up. Like, yeah, like you you know he's going to go and he's going to kill his yeah. family, whether and he realizes. It- I started to worry because the, the, the whole um, John Wick thing came back where he was watching the scene with the, where they give him the puppy and the dog sitting next to him. And it's like, Oh, oh dude, don't. I can't, I can't handle another yeah. dog death. Don't I can't do handle it. another yeah. dog death. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Um, Have you, now you guys had seen this before. Yeah. No. yeah a long time ago. I really? Saw no, really? I had not seen Whoa. this, which is why I think I need to watch it again because it's yeah. the detail that I couldn't pick up on the first time. It's right. A, it's pretty, I won't say brutal, but it's not slow as much as it seems like it is slow. I thought the it's pacing not was good. There's actually. a lot yeah. of stuff yeah. going on very, very quickly in in what's set up to seem like it's slow. But the information you're gathering over that time is just an onslaught continuously through mm. the whole film. Yeah, I saw this at the cinemas, and I think that was the last time I saw it. And I I enjoyed it then, and that's I think I said last episode that I want to watch this again to see if it's changed. Yeah, and I don't think it has. If anything, I think it's better than the yeah, first time yeah, because yeah. I understand the situation better now. Of right. what this guy is and what he's trying to do, and and as much as he's got everything wrong, he he doesn't know that he's wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very I, much a uh, like a Infinity War. Well, you're right uh. because at the at the end <laughs> when he, he's what well, when Prendergast is telling him all this stuff and he he kind of clicks, you can see him working it out like, well, the only way for this to end yeah, is for me to die. Really, yeah, he's like, like, I got and a gun, he, and yeah, and then he just basically sets it up knowing that the guy's gonna shoot, gonna him. shoot him. He's yeah. Like, yeah, and even says it's like I'll just 
you know, I'll just take the fall and my daughter can claim my, uh, yeah. my insurance. life insurance. Yeah. Which is what makes it so confusing. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, and, I, and you can see, it's, it's, it's a very fine line to tread, but you can see with domestic cases how the kind of Stockholm Syndrome plays out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you can see that he really cares about his daughter, but he's a psycho. He's got this... He's just, he's just messed up to the point where you're like, dude, you're really dangerous and mm. stay away from the family, even though it's clear that you care about your daughter and whatever. But you can see how people can look at that and go, oh, I love him and, you know, he's the, you know, and therefore people will stay in that sort of relationship for their yeah. kids or whatever the case. Yeah, they're terrified to leave. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you can definitely see in a scene where he finally gets to the pier and he's hugging his daughter and he's so happy to be there. He's like ecstatic. And well, you, you he's, kind he's of feel for him and he's all that stress and everything that he's finally got to his end to where he needs to be. Oh yeah, when he's kissing his wife, like oh. ex-wife, and you're just like, "Oh, dude, you're no, don't do that. You're looking psycho." He's got twitchy eyes and yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but and that's what I'm saying. He plays his part so well. Oh, he's so awesome good. But the the when when you see him finally hugging his daughter and. You kind of feel for him in a way because you're like, okay, so this guy, yeah, sure, he's a total dick and he should not be around his his ex wife or child, and like, but without he's been through so much without mate, without exactly right. But he, you see him like, yeah, he's, you guy, the guy's been through so much, and you finally see him hug his daughter, and you kind of feel for him in a way, like I did, like even yeah, though no, you, all the shit that I saw him do, you know, and you're just like, oh man, like I, I'm really glad that he got to experience that, and you know, we know that he gets killed, but obviously he didn't, but. You're like, I'm, I was really glad, whilst I wasn't supporting what he was doing, I was really glad that he actually got to hug his daughter that one last time and shit. Like, it's it just, I kind of felt for him that in, in a way that I did, in a way, see it from his perspective. Now, calm down, boys. I'm not going to go all no. uh, psycho on you now. But um, yeah, but no, no, I understand you, what you're saying. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you can understand the arguments from both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, And like, that's where this movie does well. It doesn't blame anyone. Yes, there it, is. It, it gives you both sides, or it gives you many views of one situation from lots of different people. It's not and blaming even, any specific it's not blaming ethnicities anyone. or religions no. or anything like that. It's exactly. Just... It's, if anything, it's blaming society and, and yeah. the, the way it's all fallen apart. Yeah. But you get the the views of Robert Duvall's character. You get the views of all the people that he interacts with of the time that he's through his journey trying yeah. to get home. You get the wife's point of view. You get the what the police force or the law enforcement is is dealing with at the same time. Hmm. And I think and it's how- really, really well done to not actually go it's his fault. Yeah. yeah. Because and even he like once his character unravels and you find out more about him, you start sitting there and going, Oh, this guy's been through a lot. Mm. And, you know, he's had no support. You know, a lot of things these days, there's, you know, companies, you know, where there's support now that if you lose your job, you know, they help you and there's counselling available and this and that and all this sort of stuff. And, and there's still a lot of jobs that don't have that. And it's, well, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what I just realised? I just had a bit of a revelation here that... Like both- something just struck my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, no, no. Like, so, defence, or, you know, uh, uh, so him, William, Bill, he's almost the same as Prendergast. As Robert Duvall, because like, right, so they're both getting no support. They're both like clearly holding on to this insane amount of, amount of emotion, like, you know, around their children and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I, you know what? No, no, I, w- I won't get too into it. I want to think about there's, it. They're similar-esque. Yeah. Just, because there's, you- there's much, there's, I think they're, it's that bell curve thing. Yeah. 
So they're at either end of it, but they share a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. Like, did you guys, in the copy that you guys watched, I don't don't know if you watched DVD or whatever on Netflix or something, but was there a scene where it's when Prendergast goes back to the hospital after the drive-by guys have done it and he's talking to the girl. He's like, tell me about the gym bag full of guns, right? Mm -hmm. Did you guys have a scene where he was standing there and then he sees a little girl on a stretcher That was in your copies? Yeah. I know, Tim, you might There's, not be able to remember They do this twice. They do this twice through the film. One is when they're at uh, Beth's house and she turns around and the, the cop stands up at the window. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. It's instantly him. Yep. And there's the bit where he turns around and sees a guy on a stretcher, but he looks at it and it's his daughter on a stretcher and then he blinks okay. and it comes back to the person mm. he, he's... Yeah, yes. Right, okay, so that so that was in it. I yep. wasn't sure if that was... Because I've got this on Blu-ray and it's a, um, it's a director's edition. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. oh, that'd be an interesting one to watch. There's probably a bit of stuff. Well, that's in there. it. Oh, and I wasn't yeah. sure no, what was in the original. It's in the copy that I saw. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't too sure if it was in it or not because I don't and remember he, it. I, he, I don't remember. He slowly it from back goes in to tell his story at that end. It's you know sudden mm. infant death syndrome, and you know, mm. but, and she and he says that she wasn't an infant. She was a big girl. She was over two. Mm. And you know, and just didn't wake up. Just through you know my life now of you know of having a kid, I'm not going to do the owl thing of like as a dad. But just you know, there's stuff that if you so what you're saying to... being a dad is not the best thing in the world. Oh, it's all right. Um, <laughs> there's certain things that you get exposed to that you read because yeah. you've got kids and things like that. And yeah, it's yeah. like I always thought that you know this sudden infant death thing was you know for toddlers or not even toddlers, just like, like really like really young kids. Yeah. yeah. Kids can die of SIDS up to like five. Jeez, jeez. And it's, you sit there and you go, oh, oh fuck, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, and it, these things come through your head and there's so many times that I've gone into my, like my son's room at night doing, to see if he's all right. Yeah. And you can't hear him breathing and you fucking freak out, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden he starts snoring and you go, oh, yeah, well, you, are, <laughs> you are my son, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, but just so many things. And you're like, it's always in the back of your mind of this sort of stuff. Yeah. And to have him, and that's what I said with his cases, he's handling the situation. His I wife obviously is. isn't. And he goes through, he is, but he's using work as his release. Yes. So staying at work is the thing that keeps him sane. But, uh, that's and he's obviously a, got a very supporting partner as well. But it's yeah. such a toxic office though, isn't it? Very like, toxic. Oh, so bad. No, no, really, really quickly, before we go on to the... T- we could definitely come back to the to- toxic office. But the reason I was saying it is... And a part of me going, oh, I don't think he is handling it as, as good... Maybe maybe I'm just looking into it too much. But in that scene in the hospital where he, when he sees the daughter on the bed and he does this great little... like He has this like face and he kind of, his top lip kind of goes... Ugh. Like, like he's all of a sudden... you know He's been blocking out the fact that his daughter has died. Yeah. He's been blocking it out, blocking it out. And then he sees his daughter on the bed for a split second. You know, has this just cringe face. He's just like... Ugh. But then he just blocks it as out again. As you are going to have though. As you're the fact have. that he's still functioning as a human being. So, and that's where the, yeah. you see his wife unravel. So, and he tells a story about her where she used to be a beauty queen, and that. Oh, know, that's that, a brutal story, by the way. That's, yeah, and that you know she like, had the kid and lost her figure, and that was her. That was her thing. Yeah, she gave it all up to have the kid for him, and then just through no fault of their own, that this they they lost their kid, and yeah. So all the so who his wife's breakdown is very similar, obviously, in a, not, a far less aggressive sort of way, mm. very similar to what Will is going through. Yeah. So she's lost heaps and, and gone into a long-term sort of So you, you don't reckon of, that he could eventually, like Prendergast might eventually no, I think he's, snap I, because no, of what he's dealing I, I, with? I think his character is stronger than that. I think he's, his ability to deal with the situation, he has the ability to deal with the situation. Mm. His wife doesn't and, and Bill doesn't, whereas he can. He can deal with it. 
Yeah. And that's the difference between all. And that's the big difference. So they're all, they've all got the same issues, but he mm. can deal with it and he can continue on functioning as a human being. Yeah, yeah he's going to have some sadness and things, but... He's definitely a pushover, though. Yeah. Like, to the point where he's very much a pushover by everyone in the office, like, from his captain. Real like they, pushover. He's they kick him out of the He's trying to deal with someone room. at home that has a mental, the mental yeah. health oh, issue. absolutely. Though. And he's trying to deal with it the best way that he knows how. Yeah. yeah. And she's obviously going to be very, very, very difficult to live with. Yeah. And he, But he, the thing is, he's dealing with it. And he's yeah. trying to be the best that he can and deal with it. And that's why he's giving up his job. And he's and growing. And moving to where she wants yeah. to go. And things mm. like he does he doesn't want to go there. He hates a place. He mentions that heaps of times. Yeah. Yeah. Cacti. <laughs> yeah. But he's just thinking this, you know, she's given up everything for me. And obviously other things happened that it's now I won't say that it was a waste of time, but that hasn't worked out, that, put it that way. Right. So it's almost it's that. almost that's like right, he um it, they're you know, in a really returning, fucking shit situation. <laughs> he's returning the favour, you know, like so yeah, he asked her to go so far out of her way to give him his dream. Because he says it at the end. He's like, My dream was to yeah, have babies and be a dad. Yep. And um, so he's asked her to give up her dream for him. And it wasn't her dream. And it, Yeah. And so, okay, so he's kind of repaying the favor, which might be a bit of a, a reason why he, even though he's obviously dealing with his wife, would be a difficult and blah, 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 which is why, why I guess, I suppose push-up is not the right word, but why he's kind of like going along with everything that she says. She seems very demanding. And he's like, yes, honey, absolutely. I'll do that for you. So maybe you're saying that he might feel like he's kind of repaying that that effort that she yeah, put but, in in a way but that's he, why he's doing it but he's probably also thinking that she will calm down when he's retired yeah maybe like he's he, he's probably thinking well if i just if i just i can just get through this get through this storm once i get home i'm not going to work anymore yeah things will change like mm-hmm. that's but he shuts her down in the end he does he has to yeah, because yeah. he he needs her to realize that what he is dealing with at this time is actually far more important yeah. Than the small issue that she thinks is a big issue. Yeah, she and gets clawed by the cat the, and she and says, the way I'm she bleeding does it, to yeah, death. Yeah, the way yeah. he does it is brutal, but it snaps her out of that mm. state that she's in. Mm. Where, so she's been consumed by her own worries and mm. anxieties and things. And yeah. So this is what I'm saying. This is this mental thing. Mental thing. And I have yeah. this thing that I say to everyone where people say, I could never commit suicide. And... I always say to people, it's like, no, you should think yourself lucky mm. that you've never been in a situation where you consider suicide to be the, the option. option. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, nah, and that's why I don't understand mental health. I don't have a, uh, like a personality that is prone oh, to mental health issues or do things like that. It's like, I won't understand it. I'll never Just understand it, me but it doesn't mean it doesn't right exist. Back. Yeah. 100%. And, and, that's- and that's where this movie, I think, gets really well into that. If it's like, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that everyone here in this film is having a bad day or yeah. bad life and not coping with the situation. Yeah. It's really good. I love this film. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's the, that's the thing. I mean, going back to the suicide thing, it's like, you know, there's all this all this stuff about, oh, you know, it's it's selfish and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, you, you think, like a lot of people will be thinking, well, it's good that I'm doing this because people don't want to be around me. Like they, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean. Like there's, like you can't just put yourself in someone else's mind and just assume no, that never. what they're doing is wrong. It's right yeah. to them, and that's and that's know, the unfortunate thing is that is. they've got to the situation in their life where they consider that whatever they're doing and Bill's character in this is he thinks he's doing the right thing mm. and he's completely oblivious to the consequences that everyone else is facing through mm. what he is, is doing. And the, as, you know, once again, that the other end of this situation, it's a suicide thing. Yeah. These people think they've got to the point where they think there's no other options. And that's mm. the horrible part about it. That yeah. there's, 
they've been they've got that far into it that that's yeah the problem and you can see like i think that's one of the good things about it is that you do see him figure it out that oh wait what i've been doing like well yeah, he has a board before, to his like, attention yeah he wasn't aware of what no he was you're doing. right yeah. he gets a board to his attention and that sinking in scene is boom yeah it's gone yeah definitely yeah. anyway yeah, um, sorry about that. Uh, you know, you got really you, you, you to answer the door when it, you know oh, mate, the, the um, neighbors. Neighbors. This yeah. film. This <laughs> film is is ultra deep. Mm. So many layers going. Yeah, on this film. it's a good film. It's done well. I love it. And it's, it's simple. And it's it's done. You know, it's simple. I think it's that that that's yeah, a real yeah. testament to have something with so much complexity be so simple at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. even to the point where the bit where he's got the, you know, where the kid comes up to him and shows him how to use the rocket launcher. And oh, like oh, so good. That's, that's like one of the funny scenes that's put into the film. But it's also pretty, like, poignant is that he's now got control of all these things that he doesn't understand how destructive they actually are yeah. and how mm. powerful he has now become to the average person. Yeah. Um, even to the point where the guy's giving him attitude about what's wrong with the street. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And- there, there was one scene that I just felt like, where, whether you call it overacting or I just didn't think it was a very good scene, was like, is when he's using the phone, the phone's engaged, and then the guy's like, excuse me, there are other people waiting to use the phone. Yeah. And I just felt like like he was literally on the phone for 10 seconds. Yeah, I know. I, th- I thought the same thing, actually. Like, I, I kind of feel like, you know, it may there's a possibility that, that it was an extended scene and they cut it. Like, he maybe he was, it was engaged and he'd hang up and then he'd just keep continually trying to call. I reckon that's what was happening. Like, and then the guys finally cracked it because it just seemed really out of place that the guys like, like... relax, bro. It's like, dude, I was on the phone for 10 seconds yeah. and now it's yours. Like, yeah. But obviously they, they needed the scene where he shot up the phone. You know, like this is another part of society. Well, the other thing the is like... his journey to they can track him. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what were you going to say then? can't remember actually no. sorry i think it's no good. that's all right so yeah. if you were the uh the wife and the child well i mean look the child's not making the decisions uh, ex-wife sorry if you were the ex-wife and you know like i know that like you don't want to have your life continually you know ruled by this psycho dude you know like but if he was consistently calling and saying i'm coming i'm coming i'm coming would you stay in the house no, I wouldn't either. I'd be out of there. I'd be like, I'm, I don't know. Maybe she felt locked because of the party, the kids' party. Like she ah, felt like she couldn't that's a, leave. That's a good point. Because she was hosting a party that day. Good point. I would have been like, if, if you know what, as like soon she as, eventually did, obviously, because he turned up. I'm surprised that she didn't call the other parents and be like, you know what, look, this is going on. Look, it sucks for the daughter. But yeah, it's like but you got to remember, man, this is '93. No one had, no one had cell phones, mobile phones. Oh, that's like true. it's all landline stuff. Like she's running inside to get the landline, which. You wouldn't do. Yeah, I'd, I'd let my landline. She's got me. superior hearing. Yeah, yeah. Like, she was halfway down the street, and she's like, "Oh my god, the phone!" I'm like, "Whoa!" Like we can hear the phone quite loud because it's, uh, you know, in, it's in your pocket. It's overdubbed, or no, in the movie, I mean, we can oh, hear right. it because it's yeah, overdubbed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she's like, she's like a solid fifty meters away. Oh, yeah. like, anyway, it's a very loud phone. But again, yeah, I mean, this is loud, the yeah. this is the thing. It's like. You know, how do you like? How do you react in that situation? Do you know if he's bluffing? Has he tried this before? Like that's the other thing. Like, yeah, he's gone through all this stuff. Is this the first time he's cracked it, or is this the the time he's cracked it to a, this extent? Well, there's obviously more to the backstory because there's already a restraining order on him. Yeah, yes, there you go. and oh. there is a bit of a hint because she says at one point uh, the ex-wife. I can't remember if she says it on the phone or whether it's when she's on the PR. But she's Beth. Beth. I'm just going to call her Beth because I keep calling her the wife and she's the ex-wife. So, Beth. Um, she has a name. 
<laughs> Beth. Uh, there is a point where Beth says, um, she says, you've got to stop doing this. Like, you know, he, yeah, like he calls a lot. He He's calls, obviously, yeah. you've got to stop how hassling us and blah, blah, blah. She actually says it. I can't remember if it's at the pier. And I think... I know she says something like that on the pier, and I don't know whether she's specifically referring no, to that where point. She or... says, um, when she works out that it's him, she says, "Stop calling me." Yeah, you've got and to it, stop this doing is, this. This is you, isn't it? And then there's the pause, and he says, "Yes." Yeah, and, and she says, "You've got to stop doing this." Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so obviously this guy's maybe you know not handled it so well, and yeah, if she's got a restraining order, then like he's been continually. Because she asked um, the the cops about it. Is it a hundred feet or a hundred yards? That's before the you know. Does he take drugs? Does he drink? You know, blah blah blah. Scene. Hundred yards. Says, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And he's like, oh, and he's and he, he kind of oh, gives her a look like, yeah. yeah, it's up to the judge. Yeah. The other thing, but he always he always gives her a look like, how come you don't know? Like, how come? Well, she, yeah, she yeah. says that she used like a public defender or something. Like, she's like, oh, I went through one of those but services. Her, like, she's just she has like, no money. I don't know, man. He's just not allowed near me. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, mm. The That's other, why the I other didn't like him, man. Like, I just felt like... <laughs> yeah, you really got issues no, with that No, I do, guy. because I just felt like his line of questioning was just like... Judge, it was very judgmental. Yeah, it was. And it was, mm. it was, you know... I suppose it, it was almost like he was like, you... Like, the responsibility was on Beth to really justify her call to the cops. And it almost has that like it really was, old mentality of, oh, your wife, what, your husband beat you? Well, what did you do wrong? Like, it has that yeah, kind of to judgment yeah. to it. Oh, what? So he never hit you? Okay, so nothing. So this is so nothing, nothing wrong. It's like, well, no, yeah. that's not how... No, of course there's something wrong. Like, he just hasn't hit me yet. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean he won't. I'm, mm. I'm not justifying his actions, but this is probably not the first time today that a cop in that area has And that's what I said before, yeah. It's lines, like, so. this, is, it's, he, it's, this is normal for him. It's commentary, it's is, it's, but it's commentary on the police force mm. in yeah. that area because you yeah. see it in the station. Like, you know, it's that everyone's like, oh, will you make it out of retirement, you know, to Prendergast? Will you make it without getting killed, you know? Yeah. Like, that's... Like, the reality for the police is that it's a very vo- dangerous area to be working in, clearly. Yeah. And these things aren't considered maybe to be a high priority to them because they're yeah, yeah. used to shootouts, whatever. And um, it's and exactly, again, with the second cop, like when she says, hey, you know, when the next time the ballot comes up about getting more cops on the road, vote, you know, vote yes. Or, you, or to, to, what does she say? She says, next time the ballot comes up to, you know, thin out police cars, vote no, or whatever it is. You know, like, yeah, yeah. they yeah. actually, they, they touch upon it. So, yeah, it's that thing of like, yeah, if you've got one cop dealing with you know ten million people, mm. he's not going to be able to really deal mm. with the small the, um, stuff. The other thing I was going to bring up, which probably <clears throat> paints a little bit more of a, a picture of our character Bill, is that he's obviously very uh, particular about a lot of things. So when they go to his house and they go to his room, oh, and it's, it's like no scary. one's ever been in there. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's like it's a museum piece. It's yeah. like military esque. The bed is like done down with the three points on the the you know on the folds and and everything on the desk is in perfect order. The mm. guy's you know obsessive compulsive. Did we get so any information for about him to crack though? Is dad? that that no? Just we only see the photos. Right. Um, but for to be an obsessive compulsive and have all your things that need to be set up and need to go a certain way, yeah. to have all those things not go the way you want is also going to trigger him. In a long-term thing, so yeah. his marriage—he's—he's he's married. He's got a kid. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And all of a sudden, all that's taken away from him, and it's—it's it's done. He's lost his job that he thought was important. Well, mm. that probably was important at the time. Yeah. And then they tell him. Uh, he says to that family that he's when he's holding the girl's hand, it's like I'm either overeducated or underskilled, or maybe it's the other way around. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. And, 
It's interesting. So he's, what he thought was he, his, I mean, he would have been military. If he's building missiles, I mean, he's I a... I don't think he has to be military. How, how hard do you reckon it would be to get another job after that? If, he got, if you're in such a classified environment, like... Like what do you like? Would it be hard? Do you reckon to get another job if you, I, if you can't really talk about your previous one? I, I I like I've heard things about. I mean, I can't talk for the early nineties, and I certainly can't talk for his particular skill set. But I mean, you know, with the with the way it's going in America, from what I've heard, this is like I don't know if this is truly legit, but it you know the job market is so difficult in in America, especially places like LA, because it's like you know. <laughs> It's that old saying of you almost need a university degree to work at Macca's these days in America, you know, like you, mm. you know, so it yeah, doesn't doesn't mean anything anymore. Almost. Yeah, yeah, like well, oh, what you your high school? And the economic student? situation oh. in the states is is from what I can gather is very volatile at the moment as well. Yeah, so the 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 government is paying farmers a subsidy for not through Trump's trade agreements for not being able to sell to China. So they've borrowed money from China to pay to the farmers to because they China. can't sell to China. Right. And this is where the circle I'm not going to try and figure like that out. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is the thing, the situation at the moment. So there I, might be people that, yeah, they might be having jobs, but are those jobs actually sustainable? Mm, yeah. Probably I, not. I do know there was... Um, so going going off uh, what... So there's a thing that I watched with Michael Douglas... Um, you know, prior to us recording this, where it was, it's him talking about, um, you know, him filming the movie and his experiences. You know, one of the things that oh, he that'd says, be really interesting. it is, it's quite fascinating. It yeah. only goes for about five minutes, but, um, and it's him talking about how, like, you know, it, this is set during a time where, like, the Cold War's just ended and stuff like that. Which and, is why he's out of work. Which is exactly right. Yeah. So I was, was going to bring that up earlier, actually. Yeah, people people get given their, their thing called a pink slip, which is basically a, you're, you've been made redundant. It's it's a redundancy slip. So, you know, there were massive, like, and this was a reality, not just in the movie, is a reality that, you know, once this the Cold War ended, all these people weren't needed anymore. Mm. And they were basically just discarded. Mm-hmm. So they've spent their entire life you know, 20 years or however long, you know, you know, building up to this point, building these weapons or, or doing whatever they're doing for the government. And all of a sudden, the government literally turns their backs on them and just says, oh, no, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. And they just Cheers. cast them out. See you later. Cheers, yeah, see you later. And that's it. And they're, and they're cast out. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, um, shit, I can't remember what my point was, but... But that, I guess that that kind of paints a picture oh, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. what he's experiencing. It feels like he's been massively let down, yeah. and it's, and he's he's probably been in this job for a very very long time. And like going off what you were saying to me, like in the idea of will he be able to find another job in this field? Well, I mean, well, just find another job in general. He certainly won't find another job in this field because mm. well, Cold War's over. And what, where else can he apply yeah. his skill sets? You know, so and look as far as like a redundancy a redundancy things goes. Um, I was. Recently made redundant. Oh, yeah. I now have employment again. But Woo! there's a a sense of betrayal that goes with redundancy as well. Oh, yeah. So you feel like that you were safe and that you were doing your job really, really well. And all of a sudden, a company tells you, oh, you're actually not needed anymore. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the knife wounds in your back take a long time to heal. And there's always this really sour point about it. Yeah. Because you, know, you thought everything was going great. And then... It's like if, it's like in a relationship that you thought was going great, and all of a sudden they break up with you, mm. and you yeah. sit there and you go, "Well, hang on, well, what happened?" Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like and everyone then, so thinks, oh, that hangs people are like, "Oh, you know, being made redundant must be fine because you get paid." It's like, yeah, but you've still been told you're not needed anymore. Yeah, and that's like, hard. You're... That's hard for people to take. It's like we can do what we were doing without you. 
Yeah, you know, like, that's. No, I'm not trying to rub salt. No, no, no. But that's, that's but that's the thing, though, and that's what you start to think. So, that's what people and, don't realize. And if this guy's yeah. really already on the edge, to have that come across him as well, where it's like, well, I used to be really important, and now I've been told that I'm Complete redundant worthless. and not yeah, worth redundant. anything. Yeah. It's not going to add to this guy's situation, hmm. especially you know if with his family breakup. I'm no longer wanted or needed there. Yeah. Oh, I'm no longer wanted, needed in my job. You know, Even what's, my, his, yeah, what's my point of living? Yeah. Even his mo- his mother, you know, like is just resenting him and terrified of him. Like, so yeah, this film is pretty late. Ooh, it's yeah. Ooh, man, I tell you, man, it's Ooh. definitely worth the rewatch. Yeah, I think oh, I will. Yeah, yeah. Totally I think worth I will watch it again. Yeah. And I can't. I'm I'm glad I, I'm glad uh, that it was chosen because I think I said mm. last time it's like it'd be good to watch this again. See if it's held up. I think yeah. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Has. Yeah. And I'll read. I mean, Ryan's written a bit of a spiel about yeah. about the film, so I'll I, read that. Well, I mean, boys, you know, we are getting on a bit. <laughs> are we? Well, yeah, we there's, are. look, there's a massive hole in our episode today. I'm looking over at an empty mic. I know. Cushion. Like it's you've time set the, for the although this couch podcasting is really comfy. a wide net. Yeah, you're. Oh, a, this couch is really comfy with that L here. You are. Yeah, <laughs> spread all spread out. Yeah. Anybody uh, listen to any podcasts this week? Um, I listen to ours. I listened to half of ours. I was, I was on tour and uh, I listened to it. It was pretty good. And that concludes podcasting yeah. a wide net. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> One of my favourite episodes, uh, segments for sure. Um, well, I sh- let's just let's just get into ratings, maybe. Well, I mean, oh, what is what is Ryan? Is it Ryan? It is Ryan. Yeah. Has he got uh, without giving away his rating just yet? What has he said about it? Um, he actually. Well, well you might. You know what? We could just get into ratings. I think we should. Let's yeah, get into ratings. We'll read what Ryan says. Okay, so yeah. Ryan said, "Well, I think it's a really great film and one of Michael Douglas's best roles." Yeah. yeah. Yep. The direction is really well done, making you, the audience, feel the overwhelming nature of the world he lives in and the heat. The Al- heat. <laughs> although, oh, it is a, it. although it is a dark story, it is a really funny movie with great funny quotes and the and views. But then the and then bam, you get put in this huge. Oh, sorry, you get some huge punches to the gut in it too. Mm. Robert Duvall is also really neat in it. And when his character finally meets Douglas at the pier, that is what cinema was made for. Yeah, yeah. Duval that de- scene's fantastic. Duval delivers my favourite line, which is "Fuck you, Captain Yardley. Oh. Fuck you very much." <laughs> so that basically, he's just said, "I'll give it the top percentage possible. This is one of my top movies, and although it does have some flaws um, here and there, it is a perfect film for me." Look, top percentage. Well, I, I mean, guess that would be a hundred percent. I'm just thinking, like, does it get much better than Bill and Ted? I think. 100%. Percent. I mean, it, it would have to be 100%, I'm saying. Like, he would equally love it. So apologies for fumbling through that, Ryan, but I think that's well, really, I think that's, like, it's pretty, pretty much subbed up a lot of what we've been would, saying. Would you say, I mean, I know there are definitely a couple of moments where it has a bit of quirky humour, like the scene with the, the kid with the rocket launcher. I had a good laugh when he um, shot up the phone booth, to be honest. Like, I thought that that was just like, it's just such an overreaction to the situation. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense in the in the nature of the film, but it just made me laugh. I'm just like, okay. It's so funny. because No I'm, one's making calls now. I, I've never looked at this film as a, um, as a movie that really has humor at all. Because whilst you go, you go, oh my God, how hilarious he just shot the shit out of that phone booth. And you're like, you know, you could relate it to like Blues Brothers where they are in the phone booth and fly through the air. And, and you hear the change up. falling out of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you could look at it. But I'm like, I, I get maybe it's, it all depends on perspective of how you're feeling at the time, how you choose to watch it. Like I always watched it as like, this guy's so psycho that he will just, at the drop of a hat, just shoot up this phone. And I'm like, like, that's a scary dude, you know, like, but I mean, I, I can definitely see the humor in it, of course. Like, not to take that away, but I wouldn't call it a funny film. Mm. Anyway, what's your rating? Me? Oh, oh shit! I fucking didn't 
think about it. Uh, it'd be pretty damn close, I tell you. I mm. would... You know, I own this... You know what? I actually own this on Blu-ray, whereas I don't own Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on Blu-ray. I've got it on DVD, so maybe that's saying something. <laughs> but <laughs> if you want to... I'm, I'm, so I'm stalling for time here to try and come up with a score. That's okay. <clears throat> I... You know what? I don't think I quite like it as much as Bill and Ted. I love Bill and Ted's. I'd, I'd probably give it like 94%. Right. Like it's up there. Like I really dig this movie and and how just in-depth it is and like all the layers that we were talking about and like it's not just a movie like like you can watch this movie multiple times and every single time you watch it you see something new you find out Mm -hmm. something new you're like wow that's really interesting so Mm -hmm. 94% yeah very good Timmy I'll go yeah I'm happy to go um I'm a bit in uh, I'm a bit in Al's boat, you know? You kind of give a review and then you have a chat about it and you're like, oh man, I need to see it again. I'm kind of in that. Maybe mm. I came in with the wrong mindset. I actually watched this oh, I've done in two that. halves. <laughs> I, oh, really? I got halfway through and I had to do something, so I had to come back to it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I don't think it's a two halves type of film. Yeah. No. Um, and, you know, like, my thinking through the process was this is just a... He's, he's kind of like your suburban Terminator a bit, like you know. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's a, the vigilante, as the ammo, the like the army surplus guy says, "You're a vigilante, man." He's like, "No, oh, I'm just trying to go home." Yeah, yeah you're a psycho. <laughs> I can definitely so, understand if you watch it like for that first time. How you like? You'd be really on board. Yeah, you'd be like, "Yeah, he shut up the whammy bag." Yeah, and he shut up the and you know, like, I wasn't looking as much into it, which I think I probably, obviously, will next time. Next I think time, so. I'd probably give this kind of maybe high fifties. I reckon okay. probably around right. fifty-six ish, sure. maybe. Yeah. Um, for now, um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think that there's there's value in going back to this and. I think what you should do if you're going to do it, watch like a serious psychological thriller first. Like maybe yeah. watch Gone Girl. And, yeah. then, and then and then watch this. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll be like, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, watch Congo and then watch this. I would this. say probably give it a little time. Mm. Um, oh. So then you'll go back to it and you'll you'll be able to... Don't watch it too quickly, I'd say. I reckon give it like a month or so or even whatever, a, a certain amount of time. So that when you watch it again, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like you know where the story's going. Mm. But you'll be able to also look a little bit deeper into it. You know what, I reckon I could bump it up. Oh, look, it, just thinking about it, like that last, the pier scene really hit home. For, I really loved that. Yeah, that was that. fantastic. That was really good. I really, 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 I really, really liked stuff. it and I said it to myself out loud when I was watching it, like, wow, this is really good. Mm. I reckon I could probably bump it up to about 65, actually. Yeah. I'm going I'm to revise that. 65, wow, yeah. all right, nice. Like, I just, yeah, I, because I, I know that this is a film that I will like. Yeah. And I'm just not, I'm like, really like, but I'm, I'm just not there yet. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Again, it yeah. could be that mindset thing as well. Like you know, you know, like how I watched friggin' Sicario before I watched um, whatever it was the other week, and I just loathed on the film. Oh it, no, it was Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Like yeah. I watched Sicario before Tomb Raider. Big mistake. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it ruined the movie for me. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. um, all right. So my rating on this is going to be sort of um, well. Do I enjoy watching this more than Bill and Ted's? No. no. Because I don't find this an enjoyable film. Is no. This a, is this a better film than Bill and Ted's? Fuck yeah. This yeah. is a fantastic film. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to draw through the middle and I'm going to give it a Bill and Ted's. It's going to be 100%. 100%. I'm yeah, going to nice. say it's it's a much, much better film. It's layered. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, do I enjoy watching it? No. Oh. Um, that I'd like I do with Bill and Ted's. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a hundred. Nice. On, and it, but it's uh, if well, it's that bell curve thing. 
so it's like Bill and Ted's at one end this is at the other yeah this is a fantastic film it's well done it's well written it's well acted but it's not very enjoyable no no absolutely but I'll watch it again absolutely like Sicario yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I um, so I'm giving it 100 I spoke to one Al Oldfield earlier on the Who? phone oh good um, the, missing, the missing piece oh, the missing link um and I asked him, I said, oh, do you want to give me a rating? And he's, he's like, yeah, all right. So he, he, he originally put 40 down, 40%. Whew, wow. And he said to me, you know, in standard Al fashion, he will put a score down and then revise it once <laughs> we've had a chat because, you know. Okay. So he said, look, he's given me free reign to revise. Um, so I, I reckon I might bump that up to about a water, uh, maybe a 55, I reckon. That's uh, that's true brotherly uh, trust right there. We can we'll <laughs> I know, right? after he's listened to this. So next, I episode, would like to hear his revise, but he's he'd written down revised. forty. So. I'm really 40? curious to know how many times he'd seen it. Whether like did he watch it again? Yeah, I don't know. He Has, I reckon he, he had it seen it. Or? I reckon he had mm. seen it, but I don't know if he'd seen it much. Right. Yeah. yeah. See, I feel like both Brad and I we probably watch this. Like I own this movie. Like this is only the second time the, I've seen it. And Serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because, yeah, you saw you said it so, at the movies. But it? I knew where it was going, so oh. I was able to... If, if it's the first time you've seen it and you yeah. don't know where it's going, you'd be not concentrating on the stuff you should, probably should be concentrating Correct. on. Yeah, there's a lot so to the take the second in. time you've seen it, when you know where it ends, you know what happens, you can start looking at the more, at the finer details of... Yeah. Because the, it's really well done. There's so many bits and pieces that you need to pick up along the way that explains this guy. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's not I justifying like, any of his decisions, but it just no. explains where he's at. Yeah, I reckon and, I've watched this movie especially like the scene when they plus. go to his to his mum's place. Oh yeah, I think there's heaps in there that I haven't even seen, and I'll probably pick up more next time. I mean, I'm excited to watch this again because I only realised it today, but the Blu-ray that I have has the director's commentary. Oh yeah, uh, but he I ex- watch he that. explains yeah, like it in that. apparently he explains it. It's um. Have, you know, have the journey explained to you or such and such and yeah, I specifically didn't one. watch it like I didn't notice it but I was like I'm glad I didn't watch that uh, before doing a podcast because it, it'll you know I want to give my opinion not what I've heard yeah so anyway mm. well very good well good chats hey uh, Jules where can you find us? Well, you can uh, find us on all the usual social media outlets, uh, so to speak. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram at SDFS, something like that. <laughs> SDFS. One of the two. San Diego School of Film. Don't be like L and put uh, San Diego Film School, like our handle on Twitter. So, yeah. Well, we we do have a, a listener request here. Um, it's from Andrew Salo, um, who's reached out to us on Facebook. Um <laughs> And he's re- he's requested from 2015. Um, it's he said, "Hey guys, so there's this movie on Netflix called The Lobster." Oh, I don't know what to think of it. Oh. Give it a review for us. Um, he said, "I either hate it or love it, and need your opinion." Oh man! So I've only seen the end, unfortunately. I, so, I, have, I haven't. Yeah. I have not um, seen. So this. I'd like to yeah. see the rest. I have heard. I've heard. I've heard the whispers. end. The end. I was like, uh, and I was sort of just in the room when it was on. I was trying not to watch it, but it was. It sort <laughs> of dragged me to it, and then it was it was Mindy and, and Frenchie that had watched it, and they both turned around to me and went, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone. That end made no sense. I'm not going to ask you any questions. I need to watch you. So yeah. I'm going, all right, I'll watch it and we'll, and we'll see where we're at. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. But it's intriguing episode. is what it is. It's intriguing, this film. Right. Mm. Next episode, The Lobster. See you then. I was going to say, just as some space filler, that just on a, on a serious note, that 
if if you're not coping with things and if you're having issues and troubles with just your general I don't know just running of life it's 2018 it's not 1993 there are people you can talk to there are places available for you to go if you've got a friend that you don't think is is coping well reach out to them ask them if they're okay have a cup of coffee take them out do something don't let people crack and get into this state of mind where there's no other option all right so it as I said it's 2018 just try and help someone if if you if you're having trouble there's places for you go just go and do something about it. Don't let it eat you alive. Cool. Well, need a wee. Hey, Boothers. I'm just going to chime in at the back end here uh, to let you know that we will not be covering the lobster next episode. Uh, but instead, we're going to bump that for something super special. That's right. We're going to do a Who Spiked the Puns Melbourne Podcasters Megasode. It's two years in the making, combining the amazing talents of up to four podcasts to make something unexpectedly awesome. Uh, Dan's going for a local record to get the most simultaneously recorded podcasters in the one room at the one time. It's like WrestleMania. Uh, The episode is called Donnie Sharko. And you don't want to miss it. It's 2001's excuse for film students to exist and wormhole extravaganza Donnie Darko versus 2013's evidence that Tara Reid used to be a person before she morphed into a leather handbag Sharknado. Uh, This thing is going to be massive. I don't even know how it's going to go, but make sure you tune in. It's going to be great. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes.